From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Well, around the country, the construction industry is got good news and bad news. The good news is that uh, construction has returned to close to levels where it was before the recession in 2009-2010. The bad news is they can't get enough workers. The uh, Chicago Tribune here uh, saying that construction contractors uh, in, in Chicago and in Illinois are warning of a labor shortage because the building industry is booming. Construction boom exposing labor shortage threatening home building. CNN reporting that uh, home builders can't get enough workers. Why is it that uh, young uh, men and women are not going into the construction trades? And what can be done to help reverse that problem? Well, our guest may have some answers this morning. He's Walt Bentley, and he is a recruiting specialist for the IBEW, uh, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 5 in Pittsburgh. Good morning, Walt. Good morning. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm very good. Did you hear the, the headlines that I was reading? Is, is that something that uh, the IBEW is seeing as well? Yes, we're, we're real concerned about the, uh, the fact that Young people, not only not only just young people, but people in in uh, that we're trying to recruit. There's not as, as big of a, a number of pool people anymore as there used to be, and and part of the reason I believe that is is because you know schools have focused kids towards college, mm-hmm. towards the traditional you know college, and and kind of like eliminated. They've eliminated a lot of their trade programs in the schools. Uh, even in your you know, junior highs, where you used to have uh, metal shop, uh, wood shop, and, and, and home ec, a lot of kids were exposed to these things. So they decided, you know, then they liked that, and they, and they you know, maybe pursued the uh, CTCs, the, um, like, Fort Road East or, you know, your skill center. Sure. And uh, those are the kids who wanted to uh, pursue construction careers or uh, work or trade, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um and and that that's been one of the things that I think has happened because I, I see it so much, you know, like you know, I meet people who have gone the college route and then decide after they get out of college that that you know, that they uh wanna now go go into a trade and uh and, and then I have all this now they have all the student loan debt sure. and everything to take care of. Uh if if they would have known and had these opportunities presented to them earlier they may have made a decision that wouldn't be so costly because the trades don't cost. If you go through a skilled union trade apprenticeship, there's no cost to the applicant other than an application fee of like $25 to take our exam or, okay. or show that you have true interest in you know, following through with the exam and the application and things like that. Uh, Walt, Walt, then, Walt Bentley is a it, recruiting specialist for the IEBEW, that's the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, uh, Local Union 5 in Pittsburgh. You may, uh, if you've been on the south side, you've been past their uh, union hall there on Hot Metal Street. You might have even been to an event uh, at, at their building. Uh, your phone number is 412-432-1145. Walt, is there a, a email, what, not an email, website uh, that people can reach the IBEW at? Yes, there is a website. Uh, the website is www.ibewlocal5jatc. Okay. Dot org. Okay. We'll give that out a couple more times uh, during the program. Before we go any further, Walt, uh, tell us what the IBEW 
is because uh, the, the the letters get thrown around and, and, and electrical workers get thrown around. And I, I wonder if people really know what they may have it confused with. Um, uh, they may have electricians or electrical workers confused with, for instance, um, uh, electrical engineering or something, and it might be mixed up. So tell us what the IBEW is and who it represents. The IBEW is a, uh, a trade union for electricians. During we, we go to school for five years through the Joint Apprenticeship and Training Committee, which is at JATC. Mm-hmm. And uh, at our union, what we do is we supply skilled union uh, labor to the uh, contractors who are signatory to our, to our union. Okay. And uh, so our contractors have an, have an advantage because if um, they can always go to the union and, and request manpower, and the manpower is going to come out with the same skill sets. You know, basically they've been trained through the apprenticeship committee, and, uh, and everyone pretty much has the same skill sets other than maybe someone has some other specialties or things like that. So you're always going to get someone who can come out and perform your job and your work from the union hall. I found two and, uh, two interesting things about about the union, Walt. That I, I learned last night um, in in reading up on it. Number one, that it actually predates uh, the adoption of of AC current uh, across the country. That the union was was founded in uh, 1891, so it goes back to the the very early days of us even having uh, being able to use electricity. And number two, that it got the name IBEW in Pittsburgh in uh, 1899. That it was not founded in in Pittsburgh, but but the the name. It, the name was changed to the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers at the convention in Pittsburgh back in 1899. That's a, that's a, a nice long history, and that's a pretty interesting stuff to me. And also that, it, that there are some, it represents not just people who work with power transmission, right? But it also represents people, some people who work in telecommunications and in broadcasting and in all kinds of other fields as well. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, like I said, the, the advantage to... You know, anyone who wants to become an electrician is if if they meet all the requirements. You know, and we have we have requirements. Uh, you have to have a high school. You have to be 18 years of age. Okay. The you know by June of the year you make application. Okay. You have to have a high school diploma or GED. Okay. You have to have completed you know one year of high school algebra or an equivalent. You know, somewhere you know, post in college or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to have high school algebra or or an equivalent. Okay. Okay, you have to have a valid driver's license, and uh, and the reason you have to have a valid driver's license is because our work is not like a factory worker. We have to be able to get from job site to job site without without issues or explanations of like I, my bus didn't come or my Uber didn't make it mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure, you have to have reliable transportation and a valid driver's license. Now. You know, we don't require that you have a car, but we do require you have a driver's license when you make application. Because you're going you're gonna to be able to purchase a car once you become an electrician apprentice <laughs> because you're going to be making good money, uh-huh. you're going to have great benefits, and, uh, and you're going to have a check coming in every week because it's an earn-while-you-learn program. So our apprentices, you know, the day they start the apprenticeship, they they start they, they get placed with a contractor, and uh, then they're earning you know like wage, wages. They all make the same money, and they get get raises every six months as long as they meet all the uh, requirements of the apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And so their money their money goes up pretty fast, but their benefits start the day they start. So if you have someone who was 
you know, has a family, young family or whatever, uh, they can say, well, you know what, I got this job and, and now we have great health care and, and dental eye and, and they're even starting annuity for them from the day they start also so that they have self-directed retirement funds okay. that uh, if, if they want to become risky and date like a day trader, they can, <laughs> they can do it. I mean, it's, it's self-directed. Yeah. So we have some people have a lot of tolerance for for that up and down swing, and they they've done really well for themselves. Uh, I'm, not, have, I'm not I'm not I'm not one of those. Um, one of the things you mentioned about having a driver's license to, to jump back just a little bit. Um, it also occurs to me that in addition to getting themselves to the construction site or to the job site, they may also have to get the equipment and the supplies to the construction site. They might be uh, uh, taking a truck with cable or equipment or tools or whatever. So, yeah, that would make sense to me that they, even if you don't have a car, you got to have a driver's license. You have to have a driver's license because, like you said, the contractors that we work for, you may have to uh, drive, like, you know, go to the shop and pick up a piece of equipment yeah. or something like that. Or, or even on the job site, depending on how vast it is, he may have to be able to drive around the job site. What's the algebra? One, what's the algebra for? What's the algebra for? Because that's something you hear all the time from kids who are in junior high or high school. What do I need to learn this for? What do I need to learn algebra for? The algebra is for all the calculations that you're going to need to know to be able to calculate. You know your conduit bends, your uh, your your wire your, your wire capacity, different things. So you need a very good knowledge of math. How many yeah, amps that a, how many amps that a circuit can carry? If you're adding load yes. to the circuit, yes. um, are you overloading the circuit? Do you need a, a different circuit? How many amps could your breaker handle? Uh, what's the surge capacity? All that kind of good stuff. You need to know all those things, and we train you. We train. We give you all the uh, tools that you need to know how to make those calculations. But the thing is, if someone comes in without a, a good knowledge of math, then they can't keep up. Yeah, yeah. They can't keep up, and and and. And, and we, what we do is, is we do not want to set anyone up for failure. We want all success stories from our apprentices and, and uh, our journeymen, journeymen and women. We don't want, uh, you know, failures in this because ultimately the journeyman wireman and, and uh, we pay for the education of our apprentices. That's why there's no cost to the apprentices. The, the members, we pay into a fund that, that, that uh, educates our apprentices we're educating our future, mm-hmm. I, and and we want we want a good return on our on our investment. You know, so so it's a it's a long lengthy process to be chosen to become an apprentice. Uh, you have to you have to uh, take an exam, and our exam has a lot of math on it. And and I and I provide everyone who is interested with a sample of the exam, and I explain to them in detail that you have to take this very seriously. To get prepared for this, like if you were preparing for SATs, mm-hmm. you go to SAT prep course. Take an SAT SAT prep course to get prepared to take our exam. Well, well I have to. Things. I have to take a quick thirty second break. Can, can we pause right there? And when we come back, I Absolutely. want I want to ask you about some of the jobs that uh, uh, local five members uh, have worked on here uh, in, in in the recent past. Because there's been a lot of construction in Pittsburgh over the last few years. And I want to ask you about um, how you uh, became a union electrician. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, Walt Bentley is a recruiting specialist for IBEW Local Union Number 5. That's the Electrical Workers Union. You can give them a call at 412-432-1145, or you can visit the website, ibewlocal5jatc.org, and we'll give that out a couple more times here during the show. We're talking about the shortage of people, of, of young men and women who want to go into the construction trades, although, as Walt said, it's not doesn't have to be young. So we'll talk about that, too, here on Radio 81 WEDO. 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back here. Our guest this morning is Walt Bentley. He is a recruiting specialist for the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Union, Local Union Number 5, in Pittsburgh. You can call them at 412-432-1145, or you can just Google IBEW Local 5, and it'll get you to their website. Walt, when I uh, interrupted you, we, t- we, we're, we took the break. We were talking about some of the skills that people need to bring to the table um, if, if they want to get into the apprenticeship program uh, with uh, local Union Number 5. But um, I, I really wanted to ask you, what are some of the construction jobs uh, that your members have been working on here uh, in recent years in Pittsburgh? Okay, in the recent years in Pittsburgh, uh, we work on, let's see, well, we work on a lot of the major major jobs. We currently have uh, members out at the Cracker Plant, which is the next big... Oh, I was going to ask you about that, yeah. Up in Beaver County, that's the the shell, uh, yeah, the chemical plant. Because what happens is the, uh, the shell plant is in the in the 712 local mm-hmm. out there, and um, and with, with being an international local, our our guys are able to sign their book if they uh, if they want to and and go to work out of their local, you know. So that's something that we're all looking forward to uh, getting off the ground and, and moving on. How about the con- convention center? Um, uh, was that a, a union job or or the? Uh... Yeah, the convention center was a union job. Okay. The, uh, PPG Paints Heinz Arena, Field, okay, Heinz Field. Heinz Field, the uh, PPG Arena, the um, you know, a couple new skyscrapers in Pittsburgh too. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you get to work on and, some uh, some some interesting projects if you're a union electrician. Yes, you can. I mean, I've I've had a vast uh, myself personally. I've worked on a lot of great projects. I've worked. I've worked. Actually, I was working. I worked at Tube City down there. When it was steel mill producing uh, pipe, okay. When I was an apprentice, okay. And and to see what's going on down there now, is it, it was like it was it was nice because it's the same way with our south side works where our uh, building is located. I worked there when there was electric furnace being installed oh, to work wow. on that project, and I feel great. I feel good being part of that project because I learned a lot there, and we had. I mean, it was a huge job huge job and uh it was great being part of that and the same way with the job down in tube city and and unfortunately they're no longer there the uh the mill but i mean you look when you look at this and you see the demand for steel pipe for the gas lines and, mm-hmm. and the and all those things that are going on now you know they would probably be booming if they were still there 
Let, let me ask, how did you decide to become a, a, an electrician? Where did you get? Where did you grow up, uh, Walt? And, and how did you get your start? Yeah, I grew up in Penn Hills. Okay. And uh, actually, actually, my my parents, I I I grew up. I, I started out in in St. Clair Village. Okay. And that's where my parents uh, we lived for a little while, and and then from there we moved to Northview Heights. And uh, then my parents decided that they wanted they, they bought their own home and and they moved to Penn Hills. So I was in Penn Hills from the time I was seven years old till the till the time that uh, that I got married at, at 28. You know, so yeah. I was definitely a Penn Hills boy. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and 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 what so, uh, what led you to become an electrician then? Well, what what led me to become an electrician is. I was I was in school. I thought I was going to become an accountant, and I I took all the uh, classes and courses I needed to be able to go to college. And I at, at Forbes Road East at the, during my high school years, I was having, I was even taking accounting courses at Forbes Road East. Okay. I didn't even I didn't even realize at the time when I was in in, in high school that I would want to become an electrician. But once I get up to uh, CCAC, and I was taking my accounting courses up there. And uh, I, I started with my uh, economics classes, and they were just like, I, I was just bored to tears. I mean, <laughs> so I realized at that point that I needed to make a change. And, and, and I always, I was always fascinated with electricity. Okay. As a kid, I was fascinated with lighting and, and electrical type things. Like, and it was like maybe small things like model model you know the uh trains mm-hmm. lionel trains sure. race cars and things like that and and i just was always fascinated with circuitry and and lights and uh and christmas lights i mean i still am fascinated with christmas lights okay i uh, i i won i won a uh, children's choice award here in monrovia where i live now for my christmas lights that weren't even totally complete because <laughs> my parents know how much i like christmas lights they called me up one day. They said, hey, we're going to come out and see your lights. I said, I don't have them all up yet. Well, you, you probably have enough up. Turn them on. <laughs> I turned them on, and when I got home, my wife and I got home later that evening, our neighbors came across the street and said, you won the Children's Choice Award. I thought they were joking with me <laughs> because I didn't even have all my lights up. I didn't even have all my display up. And I thought they were joking with me, and, 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 and they weren't. And, and it was such a great feeling to... Uh, to do and, and win a prize for something that you like to do, you know? And, 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 and I um, have been very fortunate in this industry to work on some of the larger Christmas displays in the city of Pittsburgh because I worked for Sargent Electric Company okay. for, from 1977 up to uh, 2013. Okay. We're the same contract, and we, and we were always responsible for a lot of the uh, major Christmas displays in the city of Pittsburgh, they light up night type displays. And a lot of work for, for some of the local municipalities around here. I see those Sergeant Electric trucks going everywhere, replacing bulbs and fixing traffic lights and, and doing all kinds of stuff. Yes, yes. And, and so I had a really great career with them. I mean, we, we just did just about everything. Um, when, it comes to, when it came to electricity, and we were, and we were involved. Okay. We definitely were involved in, uh, I mean, Providing power for, for television, um, for, for you know like, uh, for like movie sets yeah. and things like that. If they yeah. needed power, 
uh, for commercials. I mean, we just had a, a great team there, you know, and uh, and we were all union electricians, and, and we just did a lot of service work, a lot of industrial and commercial work. Well, we so have we had a very vast, industry, you know, commitment there. We, we have uh, one more break to take. Um, if you can stick with us when we come back, I want to ask you about um, what are some of the job conditions uh, that people can can face if, if they're a union electrician. And I also want to ask you about something that you, you mentioned. I kept saying young men and women, you, and you said any uh, man or woman who's interested in the apprenticeship program. So um, uh, let's take a pause, and I want to ask you about, you know, can someone switch careers and, and get into this apprenticeship program, okay? Okay, very good, Jason. Uh, Walt Bentley is a recruiting specialist for the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Union in Pittsburgh. You can call them at 412-432-1145, or you can visit the website at IBEW Local 5, or excuse me, IBEW5.org, or you can go to IBEW Local 5, JATC.org to find out specifically about Walt's program. And we'll be back here in 30 seconds to wrap things up on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel. Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back for just a final few minutes. Our guest this morning is Walt Bentley. He's a recruiting specialist for the Joint Apprenticeship Training Committee of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 5 in Pittsburgh, 412-432-1145, or IBEW5.org. We'll get you to the union's website, and we'll give you Walt's uh, direct uh, uh, website address one more time before we uh, go away here. Uh, I want to throw a couple numbers at you, Walt, and, and you tell me if this sounds accurate to you. This is, this is, these are not your numbers. These are from Indeed.com. So if anybody thinks that, well, he's just shilling for the electricians union I, I, these are independent numbers um says average salary across the united states for a union electrician is uh, about $61,000 per year and for an apprentice electrician um across the united states average salary about $36,200 per year roughly does that sound uh, about right to you uh that would be just about right uh, like i said our apprentices start out i believe it's around $11 an hour okay Okay, but they get they get a raise every six months. And you're learning, like you said, you're learning while you're, you're earning while you're learning. So this, so the yes. apprentice means that you're still learning the trade. You're still learning the trade, instead of being, uh, you know, you know, being an unpaid employee, you know, or like, or like, you know, when you when you go to college and you go, you're out paying. And you you're you're paying at college. You're paying to learn. Right. If you're an apprentice, they're paying you to learn. They're paying you to learn. Okay. Paying you to learn. That's that's the great advantage of it. You're getting you're earning you're earning and making a relationship with the with the other union electricians and contractors as you're going along through your apprenticeship and it could lead into a long term relationship with uh with who who you're working with and, and the people because it is considered a brotherhood, and we we try to take care of each other, you know. In, in my mind, and, I keep think I keep thinking of high school kids or, or or kids like you who you know maybe went to college for a couple of years and decided it wasn't for them, and and joined a trade. But I, I'm starting to think here: Do people change careers like later in life, maybe in their their twenties or thirties or even forties? Yes, uh, the average age of our apprentices is around 28 years old. Okay, and so you have young people who are right out of high school. 18, and you have some that may be 52. Okay. Yeah, so, so 
So the average age is around 28 years old, and, and, it's, and, it, and it's a good profession for someone who is trying to make a change in their life uh, because of either they just want to make a change or because they're forced to. You mm-hmm. know, in this world, a lot of people have been forced to make changes because factories leave or, or uh, you know, things happen. Okay. So when, when, they're, when they're in that situation, they, they want to go into something that is more secure. And one thing about our business, it's, it's, uh, it's a career. Mm-hmm. It's a commitment, but it's also a career because you're learning something that you'll know for the rest of your life. And it's not truly dependent on a factory or something that you're producing in mass quantities, you know. So, like, if a factory leaves and you're, you're there and you're, you're so specialized in that device where electricity, you know, it's just one of those things. Everyone needs it. You know, everyone has, a, uh, has something that they could use with electricity. We have, we have guys who have started their own contracting businesses. Mm-hmm. And that's a, lot, that's a lot of things that happen with uh, trades people, a lot of times they, they start out in the trade as an apprentice, and then they go up and become a journeyman, journeyman or journey person, mm-hmm. and then they can go from there, and they, they like it enough that they go ahead and start their own business. What's the, what's the, since you brought it up, what's the, the, the split between men and women in the field? The, uh, the split? Yeah, I mean, how many women um, are, are, are is, is, I'm assuming that's growing? I mean, are there more women coming into the trade? Uh, the the, the, the uh, women, matter of fact, we've been, you know, they have acted. The first lady who came into our program, she actually worked with me in 1977. Okay. She's since retired okay. and everything. But the whole thing is, is we have a lot of successful women in this industry. And, and women who come into the construction trade have to understand, it is construction. It, it, is, it is dirty at times, and, and the weather is, you're working in the weather. So you have to be able to deal with that, and uh, and it's still an environment where you know there's it's it's mainly a lot of men. Mm-hmm. So you know um, some women are able to handle that, and some aren't. You know, uh, probably some men are able to handle that, and some aren't too. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just, we we have just and, about, uh, we have just about sixty seconds left here. The time goes so fast, Walton. Just as soon as we start talking, it seems like we run out of time. Tell us if if somebody's interested, if they're listening, they've listened to this or part of this, and they're thinking. Okay, I could use a career change, or my job isn't isn't that great, or I, or even I like to work with my hands. I like to work outside. I like a change of pace. What's the first step that they have to make to to get into your apprenticeship program, or just to find out more information about your apprenticeship program? The first the first step to get into our apprenticeship program is to we take applications in March, of, of basically of every year. Okay. Uh, so upcoming in in March of. 2018, okay. we'll be taking applications again. I don't have the concrete dates like you know, on that, mm-hmm. because those dates will be firmed up in February, and another announcement will come out. Okay. You know, I may have given you uh, the, the generic announcement. Mm-hmm. It just says uh, the, um, we take applications in March, mm-hmm. but February, the, Oops, uh, that, that application, uh, the, the announcement will be out in February, mm-hmm. which will have concrete dates on when you need to make application. Mm-hmm meet all the different requirements when you come down to make application. Like you have to you have to show that you have you have to have your high school transcripts with you. You have to have your uh, valid driver's license. You have, all those things you have to have with you when you come down to make application. Now everyone that I talk to, I make sure that they understand that fully and, and, and like you said, you've you've given everyone my uh, phone number and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm more than glad to talk with anyone who is interested. And, and get them started on this pro- on this process. 
But after the and first the after thing, the first of the year, then is is when they need to get an eye on keep an eye on this. Then after the first of the year, but I I always say we recruit all year round. Okay. And the reason we recruit all year round is because you know if you're missing any part of this, then you need to get started. Okay. And a lot of times, you know, I'm able to tell someone, okay, you still need this piece. You know, get started getting your license straightened out. We we are we are out of time. Walt, give us your phone number one more time for people to get in touch with you. Okay, my phone number is 412-432-1145. Uh, four, I look forward to hearing from anyone who's interested. 412-432-1145. You can Google IBEW Local 5, and you will get both the union website and you'll get uh, Walt's website for the Joint Apprenticeship Training Program. Walt Bentley is a recruiter for the Joint Apprenticeship Training Program for the IBEW Local Union Number 5. That's the electrical workers uh, in Pittsburgh. Walt, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Oh, well, thank you, Jason, for the opportunity. And thank you all for listening this morning to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.